Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Are you tired of feeling like your wheels are spinning all the time? Maybe you don't know what you should be working on on any given day or what will actually move the needle forward in your business. We have started a new mentorship program at eBlog Talk where we work together in a one-on-one setting to create an individualized plan just for you. Spots are very limited for this program, so if this interests you, go to eblogtalk.com and grab your spot today. I will personally draw up a plan for your business for the next three or six months, your choice, and I will check in with regular calls to make sure you are on track. Again, go to eblogtalk.com for more information and to grab your spot. Hey, food bloggers, you are listening to Eat Blog Talk. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I am so excited. I have Lauren Runyon with me from sweetrusticbakes.com and also the Mind Over Blog podcast. Uh, We are going to talk about creating success through positive self-talk, which is a huge topic for food bloggers and something that I am really passionate about. Lauren is a registered nurse and yoga teacher turned food blogger and food photographer who found her passion in helping other bloggers succeed. She is also a mindset and success coach who teaches women bloggers how to create mindfulness, master their mindset, and overcome limiting beliefs holding them back from going after their goals. Her gluten-free food blog, Sweet Rustic Bakes, focuses on real food and wellness tips. She is also the creator of Mind Over Blog, a podcast designed to help food bloggers create success from the inside out. This is all stuff that speaks to me, Lauren. I think we're going to have a really fun chat today. But first, we want to hear your fun fact. Okay. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I am love talking to fellow bloggers who are very into creating the mindset that creates success. So it will be very fun. Uh, so my fun fact, let me tell you, this was a hard thing to come up with, Megan. I was literally Googling like, what is it? how to figure out a fun fact? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's like the opposite of fun is having to Google. <laughs> but I finally came up with something. So it's kind of a story. So my husband and I, when we were married, we got married in January and it was freezing cold. We had a very small ceremony where it was like negative two degrees and it was outside and I wore my wedding dress, you know, sleeveless wedding dress outside. And from the ceremony, we actually didn't have like the normal wedding. We went to straight onto our honeymoon, which was going to be in Montana, another, you know, freezing cold place. And we had set up to have our pictures taken in Montana and uh, we brought our our wedding outfits, like my wedding gown and his tux. And we had our pictures taken in Whitefish National Park. And the pictures were, I mean, they were amazing. Again, I had my sleeveless dress on in the, you know, eight feet of snow. We had um, whatever those snowshoes on trying to get through. And um, so the fun fact from that story is that one of our photos actually got featured in HuffPost. They had an article for like the 26 top 
um, wedding destination in national parks. And ours was chosen for, I mean, I didn't submit it. It was like the craziest thing, but it was really cool to have that experience and see our our picture forever living out there on Huff Post. It was like a reward for getting through all of that cold weather with no nothing on your arms. Right. <laughs> well, that is kind of weird because I, as you're talking, had so many similarities. So our wedding day was we had our ceremony outside. We did the reception outside. Everything was outside. We scheduled it for May thinking, okay, May in Minnesota is usually nice. It was the coldest day. It was so freezing, like rain. It was horrible. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but I mean, it was, you know, it was not ideal when you think of your wedding day. And I too had no sleeves and I, I stuck it out because I was like, I'm not going to wear this dress again. So I'm wearing it today. I don't care how cold I am. So I wore it all day and everyone was like, oh my gosh, aren't you freezing? I'm like, yes, but this is my wedding day. Oh, crazy. So we have that in common. And also Montana. We love Montana. We go there every summer. I've never been in the summer. That was my first time going. It was my husband's second time going. We'd love to go in the summer. I I mean, it was beautiful. I think our ultimate dream goal is to live there one day. So, Oh, same. We want, that's our dream. We want to have a house there. It's peace for me. I love Montana. It's such a beautiful place. Well, we have a lot in common, Lauren. This is going to be a super fun chat. And you're here to talk about self-talk, positive self-talk. And I just so completely believe that this concept that our thoughts literally create our realities is so true. And it's something that we can look over, I think, so often, especially as we get busy in our businesses and we get into our day and, you know, negative things might come up and problems come up and we start thinking, oh, why aren't I getting traffic or why isn't this happening? And then we kind of live out that reality when we start talking to ourselves in that way. And this has a direct impact on our businesses, I think. So this message is really important. And it's something that I try to deliver as well to food bloggers. Like you can't have those negative thoughts and then have a super successful business. You've got to work on that self-talk first. So talk to us about what self-talk is and how you think it affects food bloggers. Okay, definitely. And kind of just a touch before I dive into that, kind of what you were speaking to, people may not realize how important it is just to keep an open mind during this conversation because it is very normal for for a lot of people to never even consider that your thoughts create your reality. And it's also it's your it's your brain's responsibility to kind of like distort or delete or just not even take in the information that you don't already have a belief surrounding. So if it doesn't resonate to hear us talk about this, maybe just keep an open mind and it isn't resonating yet because you haven't created that belief that your self-talk can create reality. So um, just putting that out there for anyone who might be like, eh, this isn't for me. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great. Um, So self-talk. Self-talk is this internal dialogue that we have with ourselves throughout the day. It's those thoughts that come through your mind and uh, you you know what they are. Like you, you have them all day long and you can be very conscious of what is popping into your brain and what you're thinking about or it can happen unconsciously. And these thoughts can be positive or they can be negative. And it's really important to realize that we have 
over 6,000 thoughts that come through our brain a day. So this internal dialogue that we have, everything, this mental chatter, there's over 6,000 thoughts that come into our brain every day. And studies show that 80% of those thoughts are negative. And 95% of those thoughts are repetitive thoughts that we think on a daily basis. So that stuff that we were thinking yesterday, you know, like you mentioned, like our traffic tanking, that's on repeat over and over and over and over again. So um, that's kind of what self-talk is. You know, we're, we're all aware of it. It may be like when I say conscious or unconscious, you know, it may be something that you're choosing to think about, like when you go and do something um, or it just like may randomly pop inside your head and you're like, oh, the sky is blue today. <laughs> that's just, that's, you know, that wasn't something you, you thought you like went to think. It just kind of happened unconsciously. Um, what's really important about our self-talk uh, leading into how it may present in food bloggers is our subconscious, its main job is to carry out the commands that we give it. And the commands that we are giving it is our self-talk. It's those thoughts that we're having all day long. Those 80% negative thoughts or those 95% of our thoughts that are on repeat, that's what's getting programmed into our subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind takes that as a direct command to carry out. Um, The other thing about self-talk is that we can't control, like those thoughts that are coming in, those 6,000 thoughts that we have a day, that's not something we can stop from happening. But what we ultimately aim to do with our self-talk is to actively choose which thoughts we're going to participate in. Or if we catch ourselves in this negative thought loop or repetition, choose to think about it differently. Um, And so some of the ways that it may present in food bloggers I mean, it's literally everything in your life. It could be, you know, when you sit down to do any of your daily tasks within your business, it could be sitting down to write your blog posts. If you really don't like writing blog posts, or if you deep down feel like you're not a very good writer and you you have this thought process surrounding writing blog posts, what you're going to continue to create is this world of A, maybe not very good blog posts and B, really disliking that part of your your job or your responsibility within your business. It can affect anything. When you go to pitch a brand, you know, whatever your thoughts are around pitching that brand and that self-talk that you have, do you have confidence when you're going in, you're pitching to a brand? Do you have, um, that? do you believe in yourself ultimately? Or maybe how you think about your numbers, like when, when you mentioned earlier, like when you go in and you check your analytics, How does it make you feel? What are you thinking when you're looking at your numbers? So those are some of the ways that self-talk can present within our businesses and as we create this, you know, empire that we're trying to create for ourselves. That was such a good way to explain it. So we all have those things, I think, as food bloggers, especially if you've been doing it for a couple of years. Everyone has that thing or those couple of things like sending out emails or you know, there's always like one social platform that everyone hates, right? Like I, Facebook is that for me. And a lot of people right now are saying that Pinterest is that for them. And they just like, we proclaim that like, I hate Facebook. Facebook doesn't do anything for me. And I think that putting that out there, it's like, you know, Facebook is not going to give me anything back. And that sounds kind of weird saying that like Facebook is actually listening to me. But that thought, putting that thought out there actually like, comes to fruition, I believe. Facebook has never done anything for me. And I strongly believe that it's because I keep saying that. (laughs) I don't change it. I'm like, I hate Facebook. I hate Facebook. 
So how do we change that, Lauren? If we recognize it, like obviously I recognize what I'm doing with Facebook. How do I start changing that? Well, so let's, I'd like to, if it's okay with you, kind of talk more about why, like why it's important, like why it's important to recognize that you're saying that about Facebook and why it's important for us to go in to start changing those. Like, let's like dive into the power of our words and our thoughts. And love it. Okay. So I, there are, I, I get so excited. I'm like, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff is powerful, friends. It is. Um, okay. So there are many studies and many things that have done, but I think that what is always helpful for me is for someone to relate it back to something that I can really like, okay, I see that because prior to coming into this world of mindset and taking control of my thoughts, I thought of myself as a very realistic person. I thought of myself like, I'm not creating that. I'm just thinking realistically. Like, <laughs> that's just what happens. <laughs> well, no, it's happening because that's what I'm creating. Like, that's what I finally realized. But there are like, just like one of, I think one of the most coolest examples is there is a Japanese scientist that studied the power of like thoughts and intentions and emotions and like words and the effect that they have on water molecules. And so what he did is that he exposed these water molecules to um, like different feelings. Like he, for example, he exposed water, like water to hatred and then he exposed it to joy. And what the study found is that the water molecules that were exposed to thoughts and, and words of hatred or, you know, any kind of negative emotion, they took on this like warped, scary looking molecular structure. And then the, the water that was exposed to like feelings of joy and love, they took on like beautiful snowflake like molecular what? structures. Yeah. That's crazy. It's so crazy. And so like more examples, because I think they're fun. So like another example of how, you know, that you may relate to, everyone knows of the placebo effect. Everyone knows that there is, it is scientifically proven that there is a placebo effect and that your thoughts can literally heal your body. You can think that you're taking a pill that's going to take away your pain and it's a placebo. And because your thoughts changed, your reality changed. And then we all know the power, like there's been studies, there was a study in 2014 where researchers like had somebody who had their, um, like a broken wrist and they had a group of the people in the study imagine flexing their wrist once their, their arm was out of the cast. And what they found is that the people who did like the visualization and used the power of their thoughts to strengthen their wrist, their wrist was two times stronger than the people who didn't actually have that visualization. So back to what you were saying, our thoughts do literally create our reality. And the reason like it creates your reality, like when you said the reason you feel like Facebook isn't working for you because you don't speak well of Facebook, there's a couple reasons. Well, first of all, our subconscious mind doesn't recognize negatives. So anything that you're saying, even when you're saying like something like uh, it just, it doesn't, it can't process that. So I can tell you, don't think of a purple cow. And the only way for your brain to think of that is to think of the purple cow. So you're, and then your subconscious mind works in images. So when you're saying that I hate Facebook, you're creating that. That's what your subconscious mind is taking in based off of that, like internalization and that thought you hating Facebook, I'm just using it as an example, if you don't mind, you hating Facebook, that's creating, that's creating feelings for you. Like, 
I'm going to guess they're on the spectrum of like a lower end vibration of feelings, meaning like it doesn't make you want to do something different. It doesn't create like good feelings. So when we create these feelings, they create our behavior. And then once we have this behavior that we do over and over based on our, like our thoughts, we create this subconscious pattern that we don't even know that we're doing based off of our thoughts, which create our feelings, which create our behaviors. The other way that it happens is kind of, this is a little bit more out there. I hope everyone's open to hearing it is just this kind of, um, it's the law of attraction. And it's the thought that all of us, we are all made up of, of molecules. Like we're all made up of the same thing. These carbon and hydrogen and oxygen atoms, like you and I are no different than a tree. The, the only difference is that our molecular structure is different. And we, all of these molecular structures vibrate at a certain vibration, like a certain frequency, and they give off this energy. And that's what creates that being, your hand different from a branch. <laughs> it's because it's molecular structure. And when we as humans have um, feelings, we create vibrations based, based off of those feelings. And according to the law of attraction, like attracts like. So the more of like whatever feeling you're putting out there, that more of that you're going to attract back into your life. So just a little bit more on like why that's so important and how that does actually carry out. Like when you have that thought, I hate Facebook, what's really happening within there that's creating that reality of Facebook not working for you. <laughs> Poor Facebook. We're so sorry. <laughs> no, that makes sense because we all, I think, get to those points in our days. Really, this probably happens daily for me where I feel like I have such a low vibration right now. I've got to raise it. And just that awareness makes me do something that actually makes me happy. And it, you, know, you can feel that difference when you start shifting. So that low vibration that I'm sending those bad feelings is creating basically like hate between me and Facebook. And that that will never change unless I start raising the vibration, right? So can I trick it? Like, can I start saying, hey, Facebook and I are awesome. We get along. We're best friends. I get so much traffic and traction and, and engagement. And then like kind of trick myself into having good feelings and having a good vibration, which is going to lead to good things. Do you think that could actually work? Absolutely. Absolutely. It can work. So here's the thing. And, and it feels weird. We think it's so weird for us to, um, and I do, I've, I want to get into like how you, the four steps that you can use to start changing your self-talk, but it is absolutely possible. And it's not even necessarily tricking yourself. It's just changing your subconscious mind. It's, we have this ability to change the way we think because of something that's called neuroplasticity. So basically what that is, is right now, the easy way for you to think is to think, I hate Facebook. That's super easy for your brain to go, Whoop, I hate it. <laughs> and that's the neuro pathway that you've created. And while it's not necessarily tricking yourself, you don't have to, um, I don't want to say you don't have to believe what you're saying should resonate with you. It should create a feeling of feeling good. So I wouldn't want you to say something that you don't believe. Like I wouldn't you want to say, I love Facebook because it's my best friend. You may not be there yet, but you could say Facebook has a lot of value for my business and I am willing to put in the effort. Like that's how you could flip that around or find whatever it is that feels really good to you 
so then once you do that, and this is, so that's kind of like step one, recognize like to changing your self-talk, recognize where it is that you need to change your self-talk. That could be really difficult for people who are not in this space of being aware of, um, of your thoughts, because most of the time we are on autopilot. We are like reacting and going about our day on autopilot. And so one of the ways that you can do that is to kind of do exactly what you mentioned just a little bit ago. Check in with how you're feeling because your feelings are your internal compass on whether you're not, whether or not you're headed in the right direction, whether or not you're vibrating high. That's what your feelings are for. So the first step to even help you recognize is, okay, I'm sitting down to do my blog post or I'm sitting down to do my day for my blog and I'm overwhelmed. It's like, okay, how does the overwhelmed make you feel? Is that, um, is that like, what you want to create in this reality. A lot of the times, like, I don't, I feel like it's hard to say the words negative versus positive um, because positive, like when I say positive, I don't mean puppies and rainbows and sprinkles. I mean positive, this is what I want to create in my reality and negative meaning this is what I do not want to create in my reality. So when you sit down to do something, you don't want to create more feelings of overwhelm or you don't want to keep feeling like you hate Facebook. So recognizing this is this is a part of my business that's making me feel gross in some way. Like I'm unhappy, like joy is bringing you joy when you're doing this. And um, so, so once you've recognized it, then that's when you can start to replace it with exactly what you're saying, kind of like tricking it or creating that new neuro pathway. So immediately replacing that negative thought pattern with a positive thought pattern or meaning with that reality you do want to create. And you, like you said earlier, you do need to be authentic with it because I've tried that in the past where I'm like, like what I said earlier, it's my best friend. Like, obviously, I don't feel that way. So you need to say something that's actually true. I like that you pointed that out. So like, yeah, Facebook could be a really positive part of my business. What do you think about aligning that with something else that's positive? So like finding something else that brings you joy, going for a walk or something, and then maybe thinking about Facebook. So you're actually having joy in your life, something that makes you really happy and gives you energy and then saying, okay, I'm going to talk about Facebook now in a positive way because I'm actually experiencing joy. What do you think of that? I think it's an excellent way for someone to try. And I think what the most important part is that everything in our reality is based off of our thoughts. And, and um, it may be really difficult for someone to go from really hating something to being joyful. Like that's not a realistic expectation and it isn't what I would want anyone to take away from this, this discussion, but it is possible to move up the spectrum. And that's kind of like what you're saying. Okay. I can't go from hating Facebook to loving Facebook right now, but maybe I can go from um, a, a vibration of hatred <laughs> to a vibration of just being neutral with Facebook. Tolerance. And then moving <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just kind of trying to move up that scale of feelings to getting to a place where you can eventually find joy within that pattern. But the reality is, is that we literally have the ability to change our thought. And the reason you feel bad about Facebook is because of the thoughts that you keep having. So 
the first thing you could even do, even if you don't feel like going for a walk or you don't have the ability to go for a walk is to come from a place of gratitude. Because when, you know, you're happy about or like thankful for something, you can't have negative feelings about it. So find something that you are thankful for regarding Facebook. Like um, Facebook is very, I'm brand new to it. I'm like a grandma when it comes to Facebook. I just signed up like literally a month ago and I, it's so foreign to me. But like, uh, for instance, Instagram is that for me that I have to try really hard to cultivate joy when I am on Instagram. Um, not with my mind over blog. It's so bizarre. Mind over blog. I'm like head over heels and love doing it. When I'm with my sweet rustic bakes, that is, that is um, not as much joy for me. So I have to think of the things that are positive. Like how, how am I grateful for Instagram when it comes to my food blog? So even starting from a place of gratitude may help you come into a place where you can start replacing, you know, those negative thought patterns with a positive one. I love that because there's with every platform and with every aspect of food blogging, there's something positive you can find. Even with my um, love hate relationship with, or I should I say, not <laughs> not love, just my hate relationship with Facebook. Looking back over the years, I mean, there's been plenty of traffic. It's not super abundant, but I've still gotten traffic, and I've connected with people on Facebook that I haven't connected with on any other platform. So there are good things. So I love that. Just recognizing those small things and starting there because that's authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so sometimes it may still feel hard to find a place of authenticity and it could be really helpful to replace it. It doesn't have to be something that's happening right now. So like, for instance, you know, one of my affirmations is I make $10,000 a month. I do do not currently make $10,000 a month, but I want that to be my reality. So that is what, and so it doesn't feel like a belief right now because I'm trying to retrain my subconscious mind. So it's not, may not feel like a belief to you and it doesn't have to feel like a belief, but that's the purpose of doing it. You're trying to retrain your brain to think opposite. Like think of it this way. It's completely normal for us to say, oh, my back is killing me. All this work I've got to do is killing me. Well, your work isn't killing you. That's a totally bizarre statement. That's not a belief you have. It's not really killing you, but that's okay to say. So flip it and be like, you know, my work is amazing. I love how my work makes me feel. Like if it's okay to say it's killing you when that's not really what you believe, it's okay to say the other thing. We're just not say the opposite, not real thing. (laughs) Yeah. We're just not used to it. It's just totally bizarre for us to have that thought. (laughs) And we do. It's so funny that we go to those extremes to the negative side all the time. That's really interesting concept to put it on the other end of the spectrum in a positive way. So just to recognize that. So your four steps, um, first recognize what needs to change, stop, replace it with a new pathway, and we can maybe kind of trick it with gratitude. What else do you have? So the next step would be repeat. So you want to repeat that as often as you need to. So like we said earlier, there's over 6,000 thoughts a day and 80% of them are negative, 95% on repeat. So you're going to need to do this often. Your subconscious mind is most like it has the most impact when you have repetition and when you have feeling behind it. So it gets programmed easily. Like when you're having this, so say when you're sitting down and you have these negative thoughts around Facebook, because you have these like pretty probably intense feelings more so than you do with Instagram, your subconscious mind is getting programmed faster that way. So it's the same thing when you're trying to change it. So repeating it as often as possible and repeating it and finding a way that 
like feels really good to you. Like diving into the feeling that you're ultimately trying to create within your reality. And I started to say this earlier and I, I, <laughs> I guess I got off track. Um, one of the things that you can do is really just like sit down and close your eyes and take a few deep breaths and think about what it is you ultimately want from your blog. What life are you trying to create? What feelings are you trying to create from having a successful blog? And then take those feelings and then create your affirmations from there or create those positive thoughts from there based off of those feelings that you are trying to create within your reality. So repeating, it can be um, affirmations, like you can just do it like that's affirmations are actually kind of the next step, but repeating the replacing of the negative thought, however often you need to do it. And one of the things that I think is, is really important is as you dive into this, it may not even be that obvious. It may not be as obvious as sitting down and being like, I hate Facebook. I hate writing my blog posts. I feel so overwhelmed. It may be. So I, I did ask my friend if I had permission to share this. I was like, I really want to use this as an example. So she texted me. This is what her text said verbatim. Isn't it crazy when you think about all the different things that we have to do just right in order to have any chance of succeeding in the blogging industry? And I thought, I said, I'm not even responding to that. That was not an abundance mindset. And she's like, well, you know, it's so easy for us to just say something that little, like, it's so crazy how we have to do all these little things. Well, that's exactly what you're creating in your reality by saying that. So she, she flipped it. She's like, I can't believe how effortless it is to succeed as a food blogger. So just paying attention to it doesn't have to be huge things. It may be something really little that you're saying, like, I don't know, I don't want to respond to these people on Instagram, <laughs> you know, like changing that to, I am so thankful somebody left a comment on my Instagram post today. <laughs> so repeat. We did recognize, replace, repeat. The next step is to reinforce. So again, we want to reinforce those new thought patterns so that they become your new way of thinking. I mentioned earlier about the neural pathways. It's just like a um, like a path in the woods. Your current thought pattern of something being hard or difficult or not liking it, that's the easy path in the woods. You've worn that down. There's no grass there. So reinforcing it means that you're going to have to trudge a new path in the woods. You're going to have to wear that new path down. And as you wear a new path down, that old path is going to grow up. It's no longer going to be the easy way to take. And you can reinforce it in a variety of ways. But again, the best way to do it is finding a way that feels good to you. So I can tell you to do affirmations, but that may not resonate with you. It could be journaling. It could be visualization. There are other techniques that I work with people on like EFT, which is a, like a tapping technique. Um, there's all kinds of things, meditations that you can do. Um, and maybe none of that feels good to you. And that's okay too. Just choosing to change your thoughts is enough. So just continuing to reinforce that new belief pattern. And just to say that it, this isn't easy. Mm -mm. If you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, this sounds terrible. I just want to recognize that, that this is not an easy thing and it's going to take time and it's going to take intentional effort. I personally believe it's a lifelong journey. And I think it's not something that we master. It's something we practice. And I think it's, learning the tools to deal, deal with it when it does come up. Because I think that it can become very easy to um, fix one area that you recognize and then, and then 
another one pops up. <laughs> or, you know, you may want to like focus on something really big. Um, but like, you know, for an example, for me coming onto this podcast, I was super nervous. So that was, or no, I was trying to be really nervous. And my normal MO is to be nervous when I have a conversation. But that was something that wasn't something I work on every day. That wasn't something that pops up, you know, even monthly in my life, but it was something new. But because I have the tools to try and change that, like then you're able to keep reapplying it throughout your life. So it, I don't want to say it isn't easy because that's not, it is understandable that it is a practice and it is a journey and that it is completely normal for you to continue to have to work at changing your thoughts. And if you don't do it, quote, right, you have a whole life ahead of you to work on this. There's always room for improvement. And like you said, it's not like there's not an end goal. We don't say, oh, good, I'm here. I figured it out. I mean, that's not what life is about. So it is constant improvement. And over time, I think we can get really good at it. We can get better. Just this morning, I finished my workout. My husband and I were sitting in our sauna. That's like our new thing. We just got this sauna. And historically, we are really bad about spending time together in the mornings. So it's kind of our new thing. And we were sitting in the sauna. And I was thinking about my week. And this week is absolutely crazy. Like the amount of things on my calendar this week, I just mentally, I couldn't handle. (laughs) Yesterday, I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to possibly survive this week? So I was sitting And I was thinking, how can I reframe this? So I started going through each day and I was kind of visualizing and I was trying to visualize like the best possible outcome for each day. So like loaded with interviews today. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that I get to talk to all these amazing people. I get to deliver value to eBlog Talk listeners. And I was doing that with each component of like each day of the week. By the time I got to Saturday, I was like, oh my gosh, what a wonderful week. I don't have to look at it like this big cluttered mess, which I was doing yesterday. I can break it down and say every single thing I'm doing that is busy is actually adding value to my life and to other people's lives. I'm not going and like digging a ditch for no reason. I'm actually doing things that are worthwhile. We have such busy businesses, as you know, that can be riddled with heartbreak and obstacles and challenges like every day. I love this message, Lauren. Honestly, this is more important than SEO. Absolutely. And Pinterest. Like, honestly, this is more important than anything. So I so appreciate everything you shared. What did we miss? Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you feel like we should share? Um, No, I don't think so. I do just want to highlight again that it's... um, It's okay. It's okay to have bad days and it's okay to have negative feelings and it's okay to have bad feelings. The goal isn't to eliminate negative feelings. The goal isn't to never have like to feel angry or never to feel frustrated. Feeling those feelings, recognizing that you can choose to change them and then moving past them. So don't try and like resist anything like what you resist persists. So you want to feel it if it's something that needs to be felt, but maybe it's not something that needs to be felt. Maybe it's something that literally just needs to be changed. So just keeping that in mind, especially I feel like when you're new to this journey, when you are like, okay, I love this stuff. I'm in, I'm in. And then you have a bidet and you're like, I ruined it all. (laughs) I ruined my progress. My business is going to heck. And then but that's okay. That's not what happens. This it's it's all a journey and it's like ups and downs. If we don't have the ups and you know we don't have the downs, then none of it feels the same. So just keep in mind that it's a journey and absolutely just what you said. However it shows up for you, it's completely okay. 
I always love this image. Like I think of life as cycles because everything in life is a cycle. If there's an up, there's always going to be a down. And if there's down, there's always going to be an up. So just embracing that always gives me peace, I think, because when I'm down, I know it's going back up. And when I'm up, I'm like, well, of course there's going to be a down. Let's talk about Facebook or Pinterest. If things are really great, I expect it. I know that there's going to be that cycle that we go through. So just expecting it. And like you said, Lauren, I love this. Don't resist it. Actually embrace it and just recognize it. Like going through your four steps, like that's step one, right? Recognize it. Look at it and say, you are the downswing. So I see you. This doesn't feel good, but just not pushing it away, I think is really important. Thank you so much for being here, Lauren. This was super fun. Well, we will put together a show notes page for you, Lauren. Um, If anyone wants to go look at those, you can go to eblogtalk.com forward slash sweet rustic bakes. And I like to ask all my guests if they have a favorite quote or words of inspiration to share. So what do you have for us? Um, Okay. But first, I did want to say that I do have a freebie for everybody that's listening. I've created a workbook for you that is going to help you run through the steps and how to like recognize where maybe you need to change your self-talk, run you through those steps. And then um, it will also have a visualization, like an audio visualization for you to follow. So that will be, hopefully we can link that in the show notes as well. And then my uh, quote that I'd like to share is that you, and I don't know who it's by, I couldn't find like the author (laughs) is that you didn't come this far to only come this far. And I think that can have a million of meanings, but for me, like I wanted to share that because I have learned that the achievement of the goal is not what brings you the joy. It's who you become in the process and unlocking the unlimited potential that you have inside of you. That's where the joy comes from. So you didn't come this far only to come this far. Oh, amazing, Lauren. That is such a great way to end. Thank you. And again, just thank you for being here. Why don't you share with everyone where the best place to find you is? Um, I'd love to see everyone over on Instagram at mindoverblog. And then um, I also have a website for mindoverblog, just mindoverblog.com. It's an amazing resource for Uh, entrepreneurs and food bloggers all dedicated to like the mindset and mindset space. And then um, you can find me on my podcast. I'd love to have you guys over there listening, um, just learning more of ways that we can implement and create success from the inside out. And again, this is important. This is like the baseline, in my opinion, for everything that you build and create with your food blogging business. So super important. Go check Lauren out, everybody. Thank you again, Lauren, for being here. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.